Hello, reading with finest. That sounded very professional, yeah? Yeah. Um, reading to you right now, The Hungry Tigerist. Been blowing through it. <clears throat> this is going to be a good story today. I say that because it's a longer one of that. It's a longer one. That's cool. Um, so we're going to jump into it. The story is Great Joy, the Ox. Well, in commentaries. Uh, you want to follow me, see my art, find it as an art at Instagram, message me, say stuff. Yeah. All right. Once long ago and in India, in India, a poor farmer was given an ox, calf in repayment of a debt. The farmer delighted in the tiny calf and cared for it well. The ox grew and grew until it was great, big, powerful ox. Yet, strong as it was, it was too gentle. When it, uh, Whatever the farmer asked it to do, it did. And with good spirit, deeply rooted stumps, big boulders, whatever uh, they might be, if the farmer wanted them pulled from his field, he had only to tie one end of the rope to his ox's yoke tie the other end to the boulder or a stump and say, pull. And the ox would pull it out, up out, <clears throat> up out of the earth and drag it from the fields. Yet the ox was so tame that children would, could ride on his back. So pleased was the farmer with his great, powerful and gentle ox that he named it Great Joy. I love that. One day, Great Joy was thinking to himself, my master, the farmer is so poor, yet he has always been so kind to me. I want to use my great strength to repay him. So the great joy walked over to the farmer's low, sun-baked mud house, put his great honored head through the open window and said, My master and my friend, you have always been so kind to me, yet you are so poor. I want to use my great strength to help you. Listen, for I have a plan. And the astonished farmer, his jaw dropping, exclaimed, I have an ox who can talk? How long you been sitting there like that? Not talking. This is episode like 17, by the way, too, I think. Or 18. 18? 18. <clears throat> Certainly, Master, replied, uh, replied Great Joy calmly. Indeed, there are many more wonderful things that, that in this world for... Okay. Indeed, there are many more wonderful things than that in this world for those whose eyes and ears are open. But listen, the farmer listened. Tomorrow, said Great Joy, go into the town, find a wealthy merchant and bet him on 1,000 pieces of silver that your ox, that you have an ox who can pull a hundred carts fully loaded with boulders, gravel and stone. It's impossible, exclaimed the, the farmer. No ox has ever pulled so many low, loaded carts. It can't be done. It cannot be done. Trust me, said Great Joy. Have I ever let you down? Never, answered the farmer. You have always been a great joy to me. Then trust me, said the ox. So it was agreed. The next day, when the sun arose, the farmer tied on his worn sandals and headed to the, for the town. Entering a tea shop where the wealthier merchants and farmers gathered during the, the heat of the day, he sat down alone at a little table. Then, as a wealthy merchant entered, he called out, My friend, will you join me? Why not, answered the wealthy merchant. After pleasure trees, a few sweets uh, and tea, the farmer took a deep breath and said, I have an ox. So, replied the wealthy merchant, I have many oxen. And let me tell you, 
they cost me plenty. Yes, said the farmer, but but my ox is strong. Bah, said the merchant. It, it is in ox nature to be strong. Every ox is strong. Not as strong as my ox, continued the farmer, growling, uh, growing bolder. Why, my ox, great joy, is so strong, he could pull 100 carts loaded to the top with boulders, gravel, and stone. Impossible, laughed the merchant. Listen, neighbor, no ox, no matter how strong, can pull 100 load cart, loaded carts. This world is one of the weights. Wait, this world is one of weights and measures. Everything has its necessary limits. An ox is, after all, just an ox. This cannot be done. But it can persisted the, the poor farmer. It can't, insisted the wealthy merchant. Would you like to wager? Asked the poor farmer. With pleasure, responded the wealthy merchant. One thousand pieces of silver, asked the poor farmer somewhat hesitantly. You're on, cried the wealthy merchant. One thousand pieces of silver it shall be. Tomorrow when the sun rises to the top of the tallest mango tree in the town square, you bring your ox and I'll have one hundred loaded carts waiting until then my friend let us call it a day and so uh oh he's really got some faith in that ox i mean it's great joy i couldn't help but be like yeah my ox is the best if that was me i'm like yeah all right and with that the wealthy merchant rose and with a flourish of his sleeves walked smiling from the shop soon the whole town was uh elate with the news one thousand pieces, exclaimed some. One hundred carts, others marveled. One ox, laughed the rest. Some money was changing hands and bets were placed. All waited exceptionally for the morning. That night, the poor farmer tossed and turned. Would he win? Would he lose? Could great joy pull all those carts? The eyes, after all, were entirely against it. The farmers awoke early and went at once to great joy's stall. There stood great joy calming, chewing the golden straw, quietly flicking his tail from side to side. His great dark eyes looked at the farmer with much good humor as if to say, so today's the day, eh? Well, don't worry. All shall be well. We'll win the bet. But the farmer was preoccupied. Today, he couldn't seem to see or hear that what great joy was so clear, clearly saying. The farmer began to Curry, Great Joy, slapping and brushing his sides and broad back so that the dust rose up and danced in the sunbeam like bites of silver and gold. Then he threw a rope around Great Joy's neck and led him through the fields and down the dirt road to the town. They arrived just as the sun touched the top of the tallest mango tree in the town square. A nosy crowd filled the square, and there were the 100 loaded carts waiting. The poor farmer looked at those carts and his stomach sank down to his shoes. He had never seen so many carts and never seen so many loaded ones. What a fool I have been to have listened to my mere beast, to a mere beast, he thought. I followed the device of an animal and look at the results. I am lost, feeling hopeless, and but putting on a bold front so that no one could would see. He led great joy through the crowd. And there stood the wealthy merchant waiting. Are you ready? He asked. Of course, we're, we're ready, replied the poor farmer. The wealthy merchant clapped his hands and the two strong men uh, stepped from the crowd. They lifted up a heavy wooden yoke and set it, it on uh, Great Joy's shoulder. 
Then they tie the ropes from the carts firmly to the yoke, knotting them tight. The crowd grew quiet. It was so quiet. You could hear the birds singing in the trees. It was so quiet. You could hear the sweep of the great joy's tail. It was so quiet. You could hear the buzz of glittering flies. Unconcerned, great joy, mild-eyed, and uh, unconcerned, great joy, mildly, mildly eyed the staring crowd and watched the white clouds drifting slowly overhead. He shook his huge head and snorted loudly as if to say, what's the fuss? Then the poor farmer, finding all eyes focused on him, walked up to Great Joy's side, lifted up a whip, struck Great Joy on, on, on a giant shoulder and cried, On, you beast, come on, rich. Pull those carts, show your strength. But when Great Joy felt the bite of the whip and heard those harsh words, his eyes opened wide, blows and curses, is, is it? He said to himself, well, not for this ox. And planting his hooves firmly into the earth, he would not move. The crowd went wild. They yelled, pull, you stupid ox. They laughed and jeered, crying, fake, fraud. Mm, you fucked up. <clears throat> they, threw the they threw the clods on earth. They threw clods of earth. They hurled sticks and stones. But Great Joy would not budge. He wouldn't even try to pull the carts, not even an inch. He stood results beneath all the shouts and the blows. My friend, spluttered the merchant, tears of laughter streaming down his cheeks. That is one ha ha powerful ox indeed. At last, at last the prodding, the shouts, and the threat ceased, and the crowd drifted away. The wealthy merchant was paid. Better luck next time, he joked as he took the poor farmer's last coins. Truly, that's some great ox you've got indeed. Then the poor farmer unhatched great joy and led him silently home. Once there, the poor farmer put his head down on his arms and wept and wept for grief and son and loss of sh and loss and shame. <clears throat> then Great Joy, hearing his stops, walked again to the farmer's little house, put his big horned head through the open window and said, My master and my friend, why do you weep? And the poor farmer in the great bitterness exclaimed, You beast, you rich, you animal, you what? You told me to do, I did, yet I have lost everything. What's more, the whole town has laughed at me, and it's all your fault. But Great Joy said sadly, my master and my friend, let me ask you a question. And did I let you down, or did you let me down? Have I ever failed you before? Indeed, have I ever cracked a, a, a plow, Have I or broken a fence, or smashed a pot? Have I ever injured a child, or failed to pull the heaviest load? No, said the farmer raising his head and looking at the great joy. You have always been a great joy to me. Then why, asked the great, the, the great joy of the ox, did you beat me and hit me and call me such names? Wretch, you said, and beast? Was that truly the reward I deserve at your hands? I was only wanted to work, uh, I who only wanted to work hard for you and to, and to serve you. Taking the farmer's then the farmer sat up and dried his eyes. He looked at the ox in silence, and he grew ashamed. You're, you are right, he admitted at last. You didn't let me down. It was I who let you down. And great joy, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, said the ox, since you now feel this way about it, go back to the town, find that merchant, and bet again. Only this time, bet 2,000 pieces, and if you don't let me 
Uh, and if you don't let me down, I will certainly not let you down. The next day, the farmer went quickly to the town, entered the tea shop again. There was the merchant calmly sipping his tea and eating a plate of sweets. My friend, may I join you? Asked the farmer. Oh, by all means, answered the merchant, merely jingling his bag of coins, for you have not brought me great joy. My friend, said the farmer, let us bet again. What? exclaimed the merchant. Don't you know when you uh, are beaten? Come, said the farmer calmly. One more bet on the ox and the carts, just as before. On this time, let us bet 2,000 pieces. What do you say? The merchant stroked his beard. Fools like this, he thought, don't grow on, don't grow on, a, uh, don't grow on every tree. He is begging me to take his money, so why not? All right, he shrugged. At last, who am I to say no? Then tomorrow, said the poor farmer, when the sun rises at, to the top of the tallest mango tree, have you have you have your cart ready for I will bring great joy until then, my friend, he said, and he left at the at once for home the next morning, as soon as the sun arose, the farmer hurried to the stable where he brushed and and cured and combed great joy. Then they set off together down the dirt road to the town. They arrived as the sun touched the top of the tallest mango tree. A nosy crowd was there. Many people were already holding sticks and stones and, cloud and clods of earth ready to throw. But Great Joy was led to the cart, spiritedly tossing his great horned head. The sun suddenly shone down directly upon him. For an instant, it seemed that his horns might tear the clouds and that his lashing tail was like the tail of some mighty dragon. Each hair on his glossy hide stood bristling and crackling electric electrically. As one, the crowd gasped, crying out, What an ox! Maybe he will be able to do it. Then, as before, the merchant motioned. Then, as before, those strong men set the heavy yoke upon the great joy's shoulders. Again, the ropes were knotted and tied. Then it grew quiet, so quiet you could hear the clouds drifting calmly. Overhead, so quiet you could hear the buzzing of the glittering uh, flies. The poor farmer, feeling all eyes focused upon him, stepped up to his ox side, lifted up, the, up a wrath of flowers, hung it around Joy, Great Joy's neck, patted Great Joy on the giant shoulders, and said, this is the time, my mighty brother. This is the time, my great friend. So pull, pull with all your heart and let the world know, now see your noble strength. And with this kind, encouraging words, great joy happily planted his hooves into the uh, sun-warmed earth, stiffened his legs till they stood like ancient trees and pulled and pulled and pulled and slowly, steadily, the wheels began to turn faster and faster and faster, faster and faster and faster, rolled the carts as Great Joy pulled those 100 carts all around the square. The crowd ran after laughing and calling for joy. The ox has won. Great Joy has done it. He won the bet. Never would they have believed such a wild and wonderful thing. But they had seen it with their own eyes. Only one ox. It may have been. It, it may have been, and a one hundred dusty carts. Still, great joy. The ox, with his dignity, strength, and self-respect, had achieved the impossible. That day, the wealthy merchant lost his money, and the poor farmer was paid. And though this may have all happened long ago and far away, 
it is still talked about here today. That's pretty cool. Um, I like that story because it kind of focuses on like, I like the fact that once he cleaned her, cleaned the great joy up and showed how much he cared, how much faith he had in his uh, ox that's only done good for him, that it just, you know, it's just, yeah, it's a story of like having faith in something that's not forsaken you and to keep faith, even when things seem um, almost impossible, that love and uh, confidence and, and gassing your friends and your loved ones up, uh, they can do anything. All right, let's read the commentaries. In the Palajakat, in the introduction to this tale, the, the Buddha interestingly re reveals Anadad was the Barahimin of those days, and myself, Nada Vesa, the ox. So, in some lifetimes, the animal might be the Buddha while his disciples are already human. The universe of the Jakatas is clearly not progressively straightforward or linear in it. Evolution may mean something other than going from a less to a more complex form. Great Joy's resolutes stand under the shouts. The hurled clods of mud, sticks, and stones prefigures the Buddha's steadfastness during the time of his temptation to be, to be the force of Mariah just prior to his great enlightenment. Ground has been laid for future success. The evolution revealed in the tale is spiritual. The tale itself is also a clear little demonstration of the importance of kindness and of the kind of teaching that encourages, sustains, and offers respect. In addition, one should know that Asia, that in Asia, the ox often symbolizes true mind, that which works patiently for the sake of all and patiently bears the difficulties of the world. We may brush aside such simple folk folk tales as, child, as childish, you, yet how many adults have really grasped that is, can live by the lesson implicit in the tale? A child of three may already know it, but a man of 70 can still find it hard to put it into practice, as the traditional Zen antidote puts it. Uh, I love that. Um, that's perfect to keep like, like when you're a kid, you you do have like faith in your parents. They've only they like what your, my mom and dad have only been great. They've only fed me and done this and that. They can do anything. My dad can do anything. My mom can do anything. My dog can do anything because you're so young. And as you get older, you start seeing uh, different things, and you start seeing like negativity. I suppose not negativity, but uh, fault, faults and flaws in people. But again, that still shouldn't take away from kindness uh, because no one's perfect and things uh, do happen, you know? Doesn't mean that person still, kindness can get that person a lot farther than uh, criticism and sticks and stones. But thank you for listening. Uh, boop, 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 doop, doop. This is Reading with Finest. The end of it.